All right. Welcome to another edition of Crush This Moss Truck Podcast. This is Cheech. What's going on? Brad just got married. Uh, so it's pretty cool. Congratulations, Brad. Uh, you know, um, actually, he didn't get married. He just got married uh, a few weeks back, actually. So we'll, we'll say congratulations to that, Brad. Uh, man, want to thank High Octane Coffee, Joe Sylvester right there. Cool having him on this week, uh, last week, uh, for the Christmas get-together and talk to a bunch of stuff. It was awesome. Uh, J Concepts, go to jconcepts.net. Uh, officially licensed by Bigfoot Samson USA One. Uh, man, go take a look at their stuff right there. Top of the line, probably the best. Uh, you get RC bodies, monster truck tires, you name it, they got it. Uh, JB Scale Graphics, officially licensed by Bigfoot also. Overkill, Obsessed, and... Uh, and others, <laughs> uh, if you want flags too, go ahead take a look at that at jbscalegraphics.com. Uh, coming up with also the snake bite 3D head, pretty cool stuff too. Um, also, Justin Stories, once again, making tracks, $10 a pop on Amazon. Uh, also, you can message him too. Hall Brothers Racing, thank you for the decals that you see on the trucks. Uh, we try to send them to all the trucks and stuff like that to represent our podcast. Go ahead and take a look at that. Also, want to thank everyone with the five-star likes on iTunes and Spotify. Uh, thank you for the love, and thank you for everything that you guys have done, too. Um, also, want to thank 6B Apparel, these hoodies. Go ahead and take a look at that stuff, too. Um, also, want to say, uh, go to our spreadshop.com Uh Go ahead and take a look at that. T-shirts, hats, cups, mugs, decals also. You name it. We got it. Go to Crush This and Lost Truck Podcast, myspreadshop.com. Um, <clears throat> and all others also, we have our ads and stuff like that. So we're excited about that too. And um, let's see. Sorry about that. Uh, we also, uh, let's see here. Let's go back. Okay. But thank you for all the help that everyone has done. And uh, once again, I want to thank uh, Back Channel Productions and MTRC. Thank you guys, especially the intros and stuff like that. So we'll get this to it, to the uh, episode. And we have Mike. Mentor, mentor, uh, mentor. Sorry about that. Uh, he's the owner and uh, the creator of the Warhead Monster Truck that you'll be able to see this first quarter, hopefully. Um, so it's gonna be cool to have him on and we'll talk to him and learn a little bit about him. So let's get the show on the road. <laughs>
This isn't your typical motorsports podcast. You're listening to Crush This, a monster truck podcast presented by High Octane Coffee and J Concepts. A show where we take you inside the minds of your favorite drivers, past and present, of the monster truck industry. And now, your hosts, Bradshaw and Dan Chichagas. Buckle in. The show starts now. Awesome, guys. That's a pretty cool intro. Once again, thank you to Back Channel Productions and MTRC for what they have done. Thank you for doing on. Hey, Mike, how are you doing, sir? Uh, hey. Man. Uh, hey, what's up, man? Try to get all that information in a short while, but uh, thank you for being on here and learning about you and, and their team. Yeah, absolutely, man. I appreciate the invite. Hey, no problem. So let's start from the beginning. Uh, let, I always ask this question from the start. Um, were you always been a fan, or how did you get introduced to the Monster Truck world? Man, that's, that's like the ultimate question. But about 20 years ago, I went to my very first Monster Truck show, and it was at the Ham- Hampton Coliseum in Hampton, Virginia. I... Uh, I think it was like a Thursday and I remember driving over the bridge where you can see the Coliseum and I seen all the haulers in the parking lot. And I think I got off at the next exit. I swooped in and I was like that crazy fan. that was trying to get as close as possible to the haulers. And I ended up going to the ticket booth. I bought tickets for Friday night show, um, went to the Friday night show. I was hooked. I left I bought tickets that night after the show for the Saturday noon show, went to the Saturday noon show. After that show, I went to the, got tickets for the Saturday night show. I was just like, man, this is something I want to do. But, you know, at the time I was, I was still young and I was, you know, trying to figure out finances and how am I going to make this work or how am I going to do this or where to start? You know, so that's where it all started. So let's go continue on that. You, you're talking about how you would pursue this, you know, owning one. And what was the direction that you had to take to, to get yourself one in general? You know, a lot of people have the same itch that you first did. You know, you went to a show and said, man, I want one of those and stuff like that. But the, the second steps always seems like the hardest one because you got to figure out, okay, um, you know, there's a bunch of different routes to get into the monster truck world. You either could work on a race team, uh, work for a company, or own your own monster truck, or you're naturally born. You know, your parents already had one, or you know, something like that nature. But or you had your own business and you bought one itself. So what what made you believe that you could pursue this, and it was in your grasp? Let's just say. Yeah, absolutely. So. When I, when I left Hampton, I, I kind of got the niche and I started doing research and like, I, I absolutely knew nobody, you know, I, I barely knew like drivers and I know who the, who drove Gravedigger and stuff like that. But after that, I kind of, it was kind of like this dream I had, but I couldn't achieve it because I wasn't making enough money. You know, my house didn't have, I had a one car garage and I knew that wouldn't work. I didn't have a commercial driver's license, you know, all that fun stuff. So I kind of fast forward in, in my background. I grew up racing boats. Like um, I raced hydroplanes. I raced cracker boxes. Um, that, that was my background. I had absolutely to do with, with trucks, but 
I love trucks. Like trucks were always number one and I knew I wanted to do it, but I just, I didn't have a plan. I had a plan, but like, I just wasn't ready to jump in. Like I, like I didn't have the finances. So I raced boats for like six years. Um, 2009, I was national champion for the APBA. Um, I was racing a flat bottom boat, a cracker box. And then I got in, uh, I bought a hydroplane, my own hydroplane with a capsule. And I raced that a couple years and I was always top three. And then I, um, that's when Mason came to picture. And that's when I, the boat race and stuff kind of died. And after I won a championship, I kind of went back to plan one, which was, okay, I want to build this monster truck. I want a monster truck. Like, let's go. So around that time, I, I, I was keep going to shows at this time I was living in California and I used to go to every California show. I used to go to Anaheim one. I used to go to Peco park, Anaheim two, Peco park two. I, I didn't miss a show. And I was going, I was looking at trucks. I was trying to figure out what guys are doing, where guys are getting parts. Like I was trying to put my face out there. I was trying to put my name out there. And, um, I ran into, I heard about the mini monsters. So the fast forward with the mini monsters, you know, while I was trying to build a truck at the time, the mini monster stuff, it seemed like it was top secret. Like there's only a couple people that had a mini monster and I really wanted to get Mason in it. And I wanted to build a full size and I was ready to jump in. And, um, I just banged down doors with the mini stuff. I finally find out where the mini stuff was going. Um, that's where we built warhead at, or warhead mini monster truck. And then when we started running Warhead three years ago, I sold all my boat racing stuff. Like I hung up all the boat racing stuff. I sold every single piece of equipment, every nut and bolt, spare motor, every propeller, the whole caboodle went. And I literally took that money. And that's when we went in. I was like, okay, I start, I'm knowing people. I'm talking to people, talking to people in the business. And now's the time. Like, we're going to build a truck and we're, we're going to go do this. So we're going to actually split a little bit from the monster world and learn about the boat racing. Uh, we had uh, Scott Lutico on maybe a few, like a year or so ago. Uh, he, he was, you know, best to my knowledge, um, a, you know, a good boat racer for me, uh, being uh, average, you know, I, where I was from in West Virginia, we always had the, I guess the formula one, boats they they look like uh, uh well you, you would see a lot of river river legatas and stuff like that at like the ohio river or you know allegheny the, the formula ones but i i knew like the hydroplane like miss budweiser or miss pico and stuff like that um did did you um when you sold your equipment did you think about keeping the motors um sometimes boat motors are kind of similar to the monster truck motor um did you think about that yeah i i thought about it so the class so i ran two classes so when i won in 2009 when i won uh in apba apba is american power boat association um i was running for another owner i didn't own a boat it was a cracker box so it was it was uh basically it was a 314 uh motor it put out about 600 horsepower um i didn't own that boat but i drove for the guy and then after that, I went out and bought my own equipment. I got into the hydroplane stuff. And actually, I, I do know Scott. Like, I met Scott at races. 
I've actually been at the same regattas as Scott. And when I started talking to Scott, the kind of fast forward a little bit and seeing Scott at different races or different regattas with the boat stuff, like that's when I found out that he got hired by Jam and he was running the Dragon. So I used to link up with Scott when he was on tour. He went out to Anaheim 1, Anaheim 2. You know, he got me good tickets and, you know, I would meet up with him early at the pit party and, you know, he'd hook me up and, you know, we kind of, I haven't talked to him in a while, but we kind of lost contact. But at that time, that's when I was just like, I let all, I sold all the boat racing stuff because it really wouldn't work. You know, I wasn't, the class I was running was running a Yamaha 1200 motor. Um, none of the stuff would work in a monster truck. So I, mm. I sold it all as a package. I had fast stuff and, you know, I got a buyer to buy it and I literally took the money and that's when I, we just, we jumped in, we, we got the mini built, we started doing shows with the mini and then my plan was, I'm just going to start built. I'm just going to start ordering stuff for the full size and we're in no rush. We're going to put a, put together a truck and then when it's done, it's done. And then we're just going to debut the truck. So, I mean, I've seen pictures of that truck of yours. It, it looks phenomenal. I love the, the I, I love the wrap. Uh, you there? Yep, I'm here. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, just uh, a little bit of a glitch on my computer end. But, um, you know, the truck looks phenomenal. So let, let's talk about the truck a little bit. Um, you know, you're... You're, you did some research and stuff like that. What got you to pick the parts, you know, the, you know, talk about the truck, the, the, the chassis and stuff like that, that, you know, you could have easily went and called Dan Patrick or Pablo Huffaker or, or someone else to, you know, maybe help you with a turnkey, but I give you props and, you know, that you're building it from the ground up. So what got you to find the parts that you wanted for this truck? So, yeah, absolutely. That's a good question. So I get that question a lot. Um, so we started running the mini and the first promoter that we started running the mini in California with was John Borba with WGS Motorsports. And we, we were doing all of John's shows with the mini. And at the time, you know, I, I met up with Tony Canedo. So Tony and um, playing for keeps and I would see Tony at shows and Tony and his whole family, they're, they're just stand up people. And we became good friends. And, you know, one day he was just like, Hey, he was like, when are you building a full size? And I was like, I'm, I'm thinking about it right now. I, I think it's coming down the pipe. And he says, well, I, I want to help you out. I, I come to my shop. I have a lot of, I have a lot of hardware. I have some housings. I, I have, I have tons of stuff. Come to my shop. Let's, let's make a deal. You know, I want to help you out. So I took him up on his offer. I went to his shop a couple months later. Um, we kind of made a plan. Like I was going to get his petty bone, all his petty bone stuff. He had Patrick housings. He was going to build a Ford truck and he just, for whatever reason, he never built the Ford truck. So he had all this extra stuff. And I just went there. I, I, took a 28 foot trailer enclosed trailer literally loaded my truck i left this house with a full trailer and just oodles and oodles of parts and that's how i got started so i i got home i had i had a how i had complete housings i had six seven extra corners 
And then now came the part with the chassis. So I was, I was doing my homework and now we're at the time where I stopped running for WGS and I started running for the monster truck insanity tour out of Idaho. So when I started running and traveling with the mini for the insanity tour, I was doing a lot of shows with Craig Christensen. And when I started talking to Craig, Craig asked the same question. He was like, Hey, when you, when are you going to build the full size? And I was like, Oh, I'm, you know, I'm literally like, I'm getting parts right now. And we started talking and Craig was like, well, I build chassis and you're, you're coming to all these shows and it's super close to my shop. I can build you a chassis. And then when you come out here to do a show, you can pick it up, take it home. And, and that's what I did. And, um, the chassis got done. I picked it up from Craig and it, I, I can honestly say after that, it, it's been long nights, long days, uh, scratching my head, um, calling Dan Patrick twice a day, um, calling everybody and just asking for help and getting advice or what should I do? And, and now I, I have this brand new piece in my shop and everyone that's actually seen it up close is like, dude, like this thing is over the top. Now I'm kind of curious too, is, uh, what, what, what's the story, the origin story of the name Warhead? So Warhead. So <clears throat> When we started building the mini, it came to the point where we needed a design. So I had talked to Jason Becker at Mas you know, Master of Faster Graphics, and I knew I was going to go with Jason. So we were trying to come up with a name, and I had the vision that, okay, we're going to get into the minis, and then eventually we're going to get into full size. So I was trying to think of a, a name that's going to stick. And how we came up with Warhead is every monster truck show we went to, me and Mason were always like, my thing is, is I love the big air. So I took the big air stuff and I, and I tried to come up with a name and I, I that's how we came up with warhead, like warheads flying in the air, like super aggressive and it just stuck. So when I built a full size, I wanted to keep like for marketing and stuff. When, when you say warhead, I think some people who know me, they can put, okay, Warhead goes with the mini monster truck. So my thought process with Warhead XL is like, hey, we're, we're, we just have a full size now. So why change the name? Why don't we just add XL to it? And here we are. And that's what I did. And I, I, I think it came out really well. And I tell you what, the, the design of the truck too, um, you went with the, the, the off-road body. But also the cool thing is you have you have you know the warhead that you typically when I picture warhead you know bombs or you know missiles and stuff like that but you have a gorilla as kind of your uh, mascot type deal. Uh, the process of the design of the truck itself, how long did that take? And you know, were you talking to Jason from Master of Faster uh, like periodically, like every single day? So yeah, so I. I brought the idea up with Jason and I, I had like a, I had a vision and the original gorilla vision I had was I wanted, I wanted the gorilla to be like over the top. I wanted him. I had like a bull ring on his nose. He had like a piercing on his ear. Like he was going to have like super big gorilla arms and Jason started drawing it up and he would send me a text message. And then 
we would go back and forth and I'm like, wow. And then one day Jason was like, Hey, I think, I think we should take like scale down some of the head and let me draw out like all the other features you want. Like you want them to have a fire suit on that matches yours. You want them to have these big arms. You want them to have the warhead like actually in his hands. And so he drew that up and he sent it to me and he was like, what do you think? And I was like, oh, dude, like, th this is it. Like, the only change I made when he sent it the last time was we went with the helmet. So we kind of had the theme, like, okay, Warheads, it's kind of army-ish. And we had we had this crooked helmet on, like, a military-style helmet on on the gorilla. And when, when we placed it on the truck and we mocked it up, like, the helmet just wasn't, like, I was like, hey, can you take the helmet off and let's see what it looks like? without the helmet and and he did a rendering without it and it it just it was just it like i knew it was it i was like hey what do you think and he was like well i was waiting for you to get back to me but i think this is it right here and i said let's go let's do it like let's finalize it let me get this over to my rap guy and let's go and and that's that's what we came up with we took some of the stuff off the mini like if you look at the top of the roof on Mason's mini on his the warhead design on the roof, it says this side up. That actual this side up is on top of the raptor body on the full size, also. That's pretty cool. And you know, every every new truck that's getting built, you gotta deal with the bugs and stuff like that. Uh, did you get any test sessions? Did you uh, drive it around? Did you uh, kind of did you guys have any uh, roadblocks while building this truck? Yeah. So so we're at, we're at a point where. So I, when I started building the truck and I ordered the chassis, I was living in California. So when I was living in California, Rick Swanson and Obsession Racing was probably about 50 minutes down the road when he lived in California. So fast forward a little bit. I'm running on a monster truck in Sandy Tour. I was literally traveling from California to Utah, um, Utah back to California every other weekend because I was doing shows within Sandy Tour. So... Um, I sold my house in California. I took a job with the Insanity Tour and I moved to Idaho. And it just so happened like two months before that, Rick and Obsession sold his house in Menifee and he moved out to Idaho. So literally he's like an hour and a half away from my shop right now. And when I was moving, Rick had a trailer. Rick was in town picking up parts like 15 minutes from my house. So he came over, we talked, and he was like, hey, he was like, half of my trailer is empty right now. What if I take all the all your full-size stuff, I'll take it to my shop, and me and Eric will start putting your truck together, and then you can worry about moving, get situated, and then just come to my shop, and we'll just have work days. And, you know, if we have to work on your truck, you know, we'll work on it without you there, and you know, we'll, we'll build it just like ours. And, and that's exactly what I did. And I don't know how many times I, I was over their house from 8 a.m. till 2 a.m. Or, or I would leave at 8 a.m. my house and say, hey, let's let's work till five o'clock tonight. And then we look at the clock and it's like 1 a.m. And those, those guys, Rick, Eric, Jill, his wife, uh, Misha, I mean, the hospitality. And I, honestly, if when if I was putting a truck together by myself and I didn't have help, there was a couple points where like I would have been stuck. I mean, there was 
there was a couple of things that didn't line up with the transfer case and with the transmission and having their trucks right there in the shop and, and their experience put in truck, you know, they, they put a couple of trucks together in their, in their time. Rick's been doing this 30 plus years. You know, they, they knew like, Hey, like this isn't lining up. We, we need to take this off and we need to change this and we need to do this. And then boom, every, everything was good. So those guys, man, those, those guys really helped finish it. And I know they're happy to see the truck leave their shop. Yeah. It's, it, I saw the video of you guys, uh, your uh, in cab video. Uh, I think it was the last video, recent video, not last video, but recent video. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, you know, uh, you know, you're getting ready for, uh, you know, you're, you're, uh, I think you're doing the full insanity shows, right? Correct. All right. So, uh, get refreshed my mind. Uh, Caden Barry runs that, right? Or, so yeah. So, Caden, so Skyler and Brittany Nybar, they actually own the company. Caden also works for the company. Caden is basically like the VP of operations and, Caden's the one that does all the bookings for trucks. He does all the contracts for shows and stuff like that. Gotcha. He's a cool cat. He came over to Oklahoma when we did a display with Raminator. Uh, you know, so uh, we're in the works of maybe doing one show with him. Well, I don't know quite yet, but nice. uh, uh, so uh, we'll probably see you at one of these shows if it's finalized. I think it's the Oklahoma one. Um, oh, no. Nice. Uh, so, uh, it's not Edith, but it's another town. Is it Ada? Ada. 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 Yeah. Ada. Ada. And, uh, but still Caden, I know him since, uh, gosh, when he was working with, uh, Greg Wichenbach for uh, crustacean and he was part of the monster blog. So, uh, that's still pretty cool. And, you know, and you know, you have so much, so many great people to help out. Rick and his son, Eric and Bo, they helped out Craig, uh, Tony. I knew I, when I was with monster jam, we saw him a lot, uh, around the 2015 season, stuff like that. Um, so with that too, um, you know, you're going to have both, you're going to have the full size and the mini touring together. Correct. That's correct. Okay. So that, that's cool. It'd still be a, you know, family get together and stuff like that. And, um, you know, is, is there anything right now that you're thinking of the, like, you know, the first event, um, you know, the butterflies and stuff like that with this new truck that you're, uh, you know, debut and stuff like that. And, um, as being a driver, what, what do you have as your mentality focal point during the first show? Right. Good question. So here's the crazy thing. I never drove a monster truck before I built this truck. So I literally did everything I, I consider backwards. You know, like when I was doing all my homework, everyone wants to drive. I've learned everyone wants to drive a truck. You know, like some guys start off at crewing. Some guys get a truck handed to them. Some guys have no choice. You know, it's in the family. You know, I had none of that. I just this is what I want to do. And I just went out and got it, but I've tested the truck. We finished the truck. I tested the truck over at obsession racing. Um, there, there was a couple, couple things like initially, like we had a couple hydraulic lines backwards, you know, I turned the wheel left and the truck went right, you know, just brand new truck stuff. You know, the idle was a little high. We had to adjust the idle. 
you had to adjust the timing, you know, a couple, couple lines leaked on a transmission cooler, you know, after running it for 10 minutes. But I, I ran a truck, I tested in the yard. Um, man, I can, I can tell you that it, it just, it just sounds ridiculous. And I didn't even really get on it. Cause I was just trying to, I was just trying to put some heat in the motor and kind of get the feel of it and see what this truck is going to do. And, you know, I, I think, I think I looked at the tack and I maybe got it up to like five grand and it just felt like it was doing way more than five grand. And, you know, I, I'm just ready. I'm excited. You know, it's been a long time coming. I just posted on, on my Instagram, my first shows in Klamath Falls in March for the insanity tour. And, you know, I'm just going to go out and put the truck through its pace. I'm just going to learn. I'm going to get seat time. I'm, I'm not really trying to set the world on fire. I want, what I want to do is I want people to come look at this truck and be like, man, this is a nice piece. I want it to be a super reliable piece. I want it to go out. My, my plan is I want to come out and put on a badass show, but at the same time, I don't want to KO my truck every show because like I'm an independent, you know what I mean? I, I'm working on spare parts and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of building this empire, I say, you know, but I just want, I want people to remember like, man, we seen this truck, that truck is nice. You know, it puts on an awesome show and it, you know, it drives back on the trailer and we all know, you know, things are going to break. There's going to be times where, you know, I might send it to the moon or whatever, but initially I, I want to get the truck out there. I want people to see the truck. I want to put the truck through its pace, kind of get all the bugs out of it. And, you know, each weekend just progress and progress and, you know, just learn what the truck likes, what it doesn't like, you know, kind of, kind of get wheel time, get seat time and, you know, just go out and have fun. You know, I found out a lot that if you have a good performing truck and a reliable, strong truck, you'll get bookings because that's what a promoter wants is someone that put on a good performance, but also have a reliable and tough truck that will run multiple shows. We have those guys already in the monster truck world, like your Kohlers, you know, mm -hmm. uh, Mikey Vodders, uh, you know, you, you, you know, uh, the full throttle guys, those guys have what, what they want to destroy or destroy and put the trucks together back in together. But some of us, like my team that I'm running with Hall brothers, we like to put a decent show a competitive show, try to win racing, but be ready for the next event to do because it sometimes it's a long, it's like a 500-mile NASCAR race. Can the car last that long? It's kind of the same thing with the monsters. Can the truck last that long but still put a good performance? And that's that's pretty cool that your mentality is like that. Right. And, you know, I, I, I put all good stuff under the truck. You know, I mean – when I, when I say good stuff, I didn't skimp out. I didn't cut corners. I, you know, yeah, yeah, I'm running petty bones, but as much petty bone stuff that I got from Tony, like I have probably 10 champagnes. I probably have six corners. You know, I have oodles of inner outer axles. You know, I just, yeah, I know everyone's going to Clark's, but it's just for me to get in the game and, the deal that Tony made me and the amount of spare parts I have, I'm just going to run the petty bone stuff. And that's still, and honestly, and honestly talking to people, you know, doing fair shows, like 
I, I shouldn't have a problem. And, and I know everyone's running Clarks, but, you know, it's not like a jam show where, you know, every hit the truck's going 40 feet in the air, you know. So I, I think I'll be fine. And then, you know, maybe after a year or two, maybe we'll steadily, you know, start buying Clark stuff and change it out. But right now I'm just going to run what I have and just do what I can with stuff I have. Hey, there's a lot of good teams that are still running Pettibone. I mean, the Overkill Evolution truck that you see with Mikey Vodders, that's a Pettibone. Heavy hitters, Pettibone. Uh, there's, there, it, it, it's a lot of guys kind of outside of Clark's been going after the Rockwells. Uh, if you, you saw like Jamie Gardner, uh, his trucks like Wild Side and Terminal Velocity and all them. Um, uh, shoot, uh, Greg Wichenbach, those guys run a little bit of the Rockwells, but Pettibone, those are still good. They're strong. Um, and that's cool that you got some extra parts and stuff like that because there's a lot of guys that are teams that uh, put so-called money into their trucks and they don't have any extra parts. That's what sometimes kills the monster people and sometimes the monster truck industry is they think that, oh, well, we can build a monster truck. Okay, so you do shows and you break a axle or you break a outer but you don't have that parts you know i mean that that that, that kills that kills a team big time and then when they build a second truck they put all the spare parts they have in the first truck they put on the second truck and then they don't have spare parts for either truck so and that you then you see them flip over you know turn the turnover is bad or you debut a brand new truck and then people take a look at your trailer and you have no parts and you're bumming people for parts and stuff like that. And then, you know, that, that just seems really, really bad. And, you know, but if you, if you do what you exactly did there, Mike, you know, packed up everything. And you have, like I said, you, you know, a good person has good people around them. And the way your story you're telling me right now, you have a lot of good people around you. And, uh, and, and, and the, the people that are around you, I know for a fact we'll keep you on the straight path, narrow way uh, to do to be smart uh, in the monster truck world because Rich, you know, Swanson has done either he has he has done everything. He has owned a truck by himself independently. He he I mean he still does. He had the he had sponsor deals. Uh, he did you know letting his truck do the Hollywood deal. Um, he knows the business side front to back and. That guy will always help out. Same thing with Eric. You know, Craig. Craig's been driving for 35-plus years. Uh, He just recently just stepped down, but still his grandson's going to be driving and stuff like that. And that's another guy to pick his brain, and that's someone you have dealt with too. So uh, the crew that you have put yourself under, uh, you know, a lot of people would be jealous. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, um, But still, I mean, you got to be – you gotta be smart too with this, and it just seems like you're heading to that path. Right? Yeah, I'm just. I, everyone I crossed, whether it was, you know, I I ordered a lot of stuff from Dan Patrick, and you know, I ordered some stuff from Pablo, and I, I really haven't run across anyone that's really steered me wrong. You know, I'm the type of person, if you know me, like I admit I don't know everything, but I have no shame asking the questions. You know, if I don't know, I ask, and. I, and I don't get embarrassed asking, you know, but, you know, asking Rick, like, hey, what should we do with this? Or asking Eric or or calling Dan and be like, Dan, you know, like, I need shocks. I want to order your shocks, you know, 
what what should I get? You know, talk to me. And I just I wanted to build my first truck. I wanted to build a nice piece. I ultimately like I think this is everyone's goal. I wanted a reliable piece. Like that's the thing. Like I wanted and I know that's kind of they don't go hand in hand, but you know, I got a big 540 motor, like it's stout, you know, but it's I don't have it turned up all the way. Like I don't need it turned up for the fairground. Like, you know, it's chipped. It it it's it's way enough power. And if I want, I can pull the chip out. I can throw another chip or not put a chip in there and just and just let her ref to the moon. You know, I put, that was my thing. I, I didn't want to rush. I wanted to do it right. And I wanted to put good stuff under there. So as I'm learning driving and getting seat time, I wasn't really fighting like a, like a piece of junk truck. And I'm trying to learn how to drive, you know, like I put, so my, my front, I got an open front end and I put a locker in the rear. So the whole plan with that is, you know, like, learning to drive the truck and see what the truck likes. Like, I think it's going to be less forgiving with an open front end and mm -hmm. it'll still be fine. You know, like for fragment stuff. Shows too. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and then, you know, as time progresses, you know, maybe I take the open front end and put a locker in there or, you know, but I, I just, we built the truck and like, I keep saying, I wanted, I wanted it kind of easy for me to learn how to drive and not make it hard but I want, I want a reliable piece and I want people to come to the show and be like, man, like we've seen that truck up close. That, that, that's a clean truck, man. That, mm -hmm. that truck's, that truck's solid. Yeah. That's a missing art form too with the monster truck world is, you know, you know, they're not going to see a lot anymore. You know, like occasionally off the top of my head, you know, back in the day you would see Virginia giant or, you know, you know, now today you'd be lucky enough to have, you know, I could say Titan or Samson, uh, you know, as these nice looking trucks, you know, the halls are also the, the Raminator and stuff like that are nice. And, you know, I think having a truck at the show is half the battle. If people take a look at your truck and then that's going to be a nice piece, that's a beautiful piece. And yeah, people thanking you for that. That's half the battle. The second half is to show them that this truck can perform. Right. So when I when I debuted the truck last week and I posted on social media, I don't know how many private messages I got, but I've got private messages from people like I never heard of just, hey, man, like I seen your post. Like I looked at your post. I zoomed in on your truck like that thing looks badass, bro. Like like we don't know each other, but the damn truck looks badass, man. It, it was it was over the top the response I got, whether people were comments, people were texting me, people were calling. They're like, dude, that it, it, it was just kind of like, it was refreshing knowing like all the long nights and the frustration and the money spent ordering stuff and, and, you know, trying to figure all this out. And now the truck's finished and people are like, man, dude, I like that thing looks solid. You know, and also the cool thing is, is you know every nut and bolt of that truck, too. Not a lot of people get the chance to know every nut and bolt when they buy a truck from someone else. They're learning on the fly because the truck's at another show because they're trying to make money. Uh, obviously, our goal is to make money in the industry, but knowing that if you're driving the truck and something breaks, you know what's broken. You know exactly how to fix it and put it back together because you put the truck together. Right, totally. And, like, one of my pet peeves, like, when I was looking at, 
other trucks and I was looking up close and I was getting ideas how I want to do mine. Like the thing that really killed me was it kills me when I see like, like wires like mismatched and just thrown in the corner and kind of like a rat's nest. And like, if you look at this truck, I mean, everything is color, the same color. Like if it's a red wire, it's a red wire all the way to the end of the terminal. Like it's not a red going to a yellow, to a blue, to a, Hey, I don't know what color this is. Like literally it's all the same colors on the wiring. So, you know, if, if that solenoid goes bad, we, we need to track it. Like, Hey, let's follow that pink wire all the way up to the fuse box, to the relay. Like there's only one pink wire in there. Like this is it. So I, it, it just came over the top and with the Swanson's helping and them, them putting in their two cents and their history and their past and their ideas. I, I think, I think it's all on me now, like just the driver. Right on. And then, uh, so you, so where can people find the schedule and see where you're at? So right on. So I just posted this morning, I'm literally releasing my first six shows, but this morning on Instagram, I released my first show, which is going to be in Klamath Falls, Oregon, March 3rd and 4th. It's two shows. Um, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to post a new show update uh, the next couple of weeks. I'm going to do like the first six. And then I think after the first six, I'm going to make like a full first quarter schedule with all the shows. Um, I think that's the plan. I, like I said, I posted the first one today. I, I didn't post it to the Facebook. So I have our, our, our social media, our, our Instagram usually talks to our Facebook page. But if I do like reels on Instagram, it, sometimes it don't translate over to Facebook. So I got to do a separate post, but I did do the first show. I released it today. It's Klamath Falls, Oregon. It's uh, with the Monster Truck Insanity Tour, and I can't wait. It seems like March 3rd seems so far away, but actually it's like right around the corner. Yeah, yeah, I hear that. And, you know, and then so they can follow you at Instagram and Facebook. Uh, I believe so, correct? Correct. So our Instagram is Warhead Monster. Our Facebook is Warhead XL Monster Truck. And we also, we started a YouTube page. Um, as everyone knows who starts a YouTube page, it is, editing is super hard, but bear with us. I, I have some build videos of building Warhead XL on there. I have tons of media that I haven't even downloaded off the SIM card. But one of my other goals is after each show, I want to do a YouTube video recap. I want to... I want to do something on our Instagram. I want to do something on our YouTube page. I want to do something on our Facebook because I know some people, they don't have every platform, but I, I want to get the truck out there. I want to get, I want to really step up our social media, but you know, it's going to be hard, especially with back to back weekends, trying to keep the truck running and, you know, trying to get it done, but it's definitely a goal of mine to uh, maintain all of our social media platforms each weekend. Yeah, we'll probably have to send you some of these decals. Uh, send them. Yeah, buddy, just give me your uh, address. I'll send a couple for you and put on the truck and spread the word out. But, man, Mike, thank you for being on and telling about a little bit about your story. We got to have you on maybe the end of next year and give it like a review. You know, that'd be pretty cool to see how your first full year of monster trucking was like. Yeah, absolutely, man. I, 
I appreciate, you know, you invite me on and, you know, a lot of people, they don't, they probably don't know who I am, especially if I'm on the East coast, but you know, I got a lot of love when I debuted the truck and I threw it on social media and a lot of private messages and stuff. You know, I just, I'm just like everyone else, man. I just want to go out and have fun in monster truck and put on the best show I can. And, uh, you know, do a weekend and, you know, you know, week after week. Man, that's awesome, Mike. Well, thank you so much, fans. Take a look at the Warhead XL Monster Truck on your social media platforms, like he said. Follow him. His show's just around the corner in March in Oregon. So uh, we'll see how he does. And, uh, you know, he'll rock the house. Any Monster Truck rocks the house. You just put a Monster Truck in the freaking yard and just rock the house. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, but still. Mike, thank you so much for being on, and uh, uh, we'll see you down the road. All right. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. No problem. All right. That's Mike from the Warhead Monster Truck. Uh, it's awesome that he was on, talk about stories and everything like that. Guys, go to the spread shop right there. Get some merch. Uh, help us out. Uh, once again, 6B Apparel, thank you. $100 a pop for the hoodies and sweater. Go get that. Uh, helps us out too. Hi, Aten Coffee, J Concepts, JB Skill Graphics, 6B Apparel, Back Channel Productions, MTRC, Hall Brothers Racing, Bradley Shaw Designs. Um, once again, guys, thank you so much for what you guys have done to help us out. Um, this episode is the last episode of the year, I believe. I think, uh, yeah, this will be the last episode of the 2022 year. And then we'll be 2023, and our season will be going on for year number six. Once again, guys, thank you so much for being on. Next, next week, we'll, we'll have someone on. Um, hopefully, uh, some dirt crew. So, uh, uh, once again, Bradshaw will be on, I think two weeks from now. We'll see how it goes, but guys, thank you so much. Check up on your friends. Uh, doesn't matter if they're Superman or Barney, check up on them and, uh, donate blood. It always helps out. Uh, Kids also uh, that don't have any cold jackets, hook them up with some jackets, you know, help them out and stuff like that. Animal shelters, go go donate an animal from them. Don't buy a pup from someone else if anything. Just get go after an animal shelter dog or cat. They need love too. But uh, once again, folks, thank you for coming on. And I like Brad always says, keep the shiny side up and the rubber side down. Peace.